Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. That's right, that's it's right. It's going to be us. We can drink and talk shit as much as we want. Nobody can say anything to us. D.L. Hughley, Uncut. Hey, welcome uh, to the D.L. Hughley Show. Uh, D.L. Hughley, I'm Cut. Of course, I am uh, I am D.L. Hughley. I'm Jasmine Sanders. <laughs> I'm Roger Rittenhouse. Yeah. In the Roger. house. Yeah, in the house. In the house. Like, oh, Finally. Wow. And that's a full house with Roger Rittenhouse. Yeah. White man in the house. <laughs> right there. <laughs> well, that, yeah. Man. You should put white man in the big house. They yeah, would have been historical. That. Don't do that. Um, it's, uh, it's interesting because a lot has happened since you've been here. Of course, um, even we, we were off on a hiatus for a couple of weeks, but I think um, there were a lot of people uh, about the Derek Chauvin, uh, the uh, Chauvin uh, trial. It was interesting because um, there was a lot of cynicism, like a lot of black people didn't feel like it was going to happen. Like you, you could tell it was a lot of black people that showed up, but like to protest, <laughs> and then when it was guilty on all charges, like what are we gonna do with all these bricks? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> what are we gonna do with all this anger? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing with these Molotov cocktails. What the fuck is this? Yeah. So they still just marched around. But I, I think that even that there's an interesting um, dichotomy because a lot of people who saw that video um, saw a man being murdered. And then we, I read a survey, a study that says 50% of uh, uh, half of Republicans believe the verdict was wrong. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't that. understand how, because uh, wrong in what way? Because that, because if that would mean to me that there's nothing you could do to black people, that would be tantamount to murder. No, they actually, but they had that thing. The they actually believe he died of natural causes, right? Just as a cop had his knee on his neck right. for nine and a half right. minutes, right. they right. actually think that there was some, it, yeah. Th- you know, but but we always that. die of natural causes. <laughs> we all like to us. Yeah. Like because dying for us is a natural state. Yeah. 
No, it, I, 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 I think I wasn't cynical at all. I thought there was no way I it too, wasn't going to be a, a guilty on all counts. I, you know what? When I when they had a diverse jury, when I knew there were four people on the jury, and it came back. So now I was telling her, uh, t- talking to Jasmine, and I said, if it got past the second day, I would start to wonder because then worry because then it would be people, you know, who are actually having. But they actually broke OJ uh, Jury's record yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we, we want lunch, but you can get it to go. You they had no go. questions. Yes. There was no delay. Right. They were like, yeah, right. guilty on all three. And I think, I think once, like I said, when I knew the jury was diverse, I knew that there was no way in hell that a jury with that many black people were going to be yeah. convinced that quickly that he was innocent. But if that video didn't exist, that right. would, that, oh, he wouldn't be, it, right. he'd be out. Of course, he'd be out. because. There's nothing you could say about black people that white people in, in, in the aggregate aren't inclined to believe. That we are, like, I, it was interesting because when the um, the prosecutor was given his final argument, he talked about how there were no superhumans out there. He didn't possess super, superhuman strength. But as a prosecutor, he used the opposite argument before. Yeah. Right. I guarantee you he's benefited from the idea that this person is superhuman. They have superhuman strength. So it's this this thing in the zeitgeist where you believe that what happens to black people, whatever you have to do to us, is okay because some kind of way. Like, I just, to, to me, this is just, I know that this is uh, this is really an advanced uh, 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 idea. But what if somebody, uh, if cops are restraining somebody and that person said they can't breathe and they believe him. Like, what would be the worst thing that would happen? If I took my knee off your neck or took you out of a chokehold or, or four people got off of you uh, and, and just left a handcuff on you because you said you couldn't ble- breathe, what would be the, like, what is this thing that's supposed to happen if you stop choking people to death? Like, what, what, like, what is the yeah. thing that we're supposed to I don't to? know, but I, I think it, we've got a long way to go before we get to that point, which is why we can't. Uh, slow up the fight now. I think when you look at the number of people who've been killed since, since yeah. George Floyd, yeah. Yeah. it shows us that these people still believe that they can kill us and get away with it. Well, well I think I think a lot of these things happened. Um, I think there was a direct correlation between, obviously, system, systemic things that had always happened. But when, when Donald Trump went... Uh, you don't have to be so rough with them. And then he took the the uh, oversight, the D- Department of Justice start, uh, you know, basically doing their job, which is overseeing and make sure justice is done, even law enforcement. It embodied them and it emboldened them. And they got braver and braver. I think there are a couple of things. I think this notion of qualified immunity is is a, uh, a freedom that no other imp- uh, occupation is given. No other one is given that. The presumption that you're doing, you're acting in good faith is not, is no, is no, you would never give that to anybody. Mm -hmm. Because everybody else has a series of checks and balances. Every other profession. Uh, Planes have redundant systems so that if something happens to them and there's an unfortunate accident, there's a system where we get to check and see what we're wrong. And then there's these, these, the, uh, uh, the Transportation Bureau comes out and puts the whole thing together and, and does an analysis of what went wrong. And when somebody is shot to death, I think that's an example of something going wrong in America. And we don't put that much time uh, into doing a postmortem. But I think also when you consider the fact when you're talking about airlines, you're talking about all types of people from different walks of life on the plane, right? right, right. Blacks, whites, right, everybody. Right. But when you look at what the police are doing, they are targeting black people. 
So it's the blacks who are dying. So that's why you don't have a lot of insight the way you should. That's why you don't have a lot of investigations like you should. Right. They grounded a whole a whole slew of planes because of of one that went down. Right. Not not And it wasn't even in America. It wasn't even in America. It was it was another country. But I I just think that now um, people are inclined to move. But almost at every turn. There has been a compromise in black people's benefit. The thing that benefited black people has been the bargaining chip from the Missouri compromise to that. Like always the compromise means like I'm always nervous when I hear uh, uh, conservative white people and liberal white people reach a compromise because I know the niggas is going to get fucked over. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to DL Uncut. Our first guest is an actor and filmmaker, and his latest film, American Skin, is available on all major streaming platforms. Please welcome Nate Parker. What's up, young man? How are you? I'm good, brother. Good to be on with you all. I got to tell you, I'm a big, big fan of you. Yeah, me too. I'm a big fan of yours. Um, Likewise. I've been waiting to do this. Well, good. Now we got it together. I saw Birth of a Nation. And my mm. only complaint, they didn't kill enough white people. I just thought that there should have been. <laughs> like, I wanted him to run more, free more, just a more. little longer. Yeah, agreed. But but one of the things about that story, uh, which uh, which I think that we have a tendency in stories like that that have dealt with slavery and the evils of slavery, um, there's only so much that America is going to watch black people win in any situation. All our stories basically start in the middle from where we were slaves to, you know, we get half victories, we get placatory victories. But even in in uh, Birth of a Nation, which I thought was an exceptional film, um, you, you don't get a sense that, that that was seen as a victory and that only the public, that the public would only be able to take so much of black people winning, even, when, even though I think as a, as a audience, we would like a little more. You dig what I'm saying? I completely understand. And, and, and the interesting thing to think about is the pressure that is put on the few to really contribute to the lexicon of who we are uh, and the breadth of our capacity. It's so hard because we're, we're not the gatekeepers if we're keeping it real. You know, for us to be able to even tell our story, we have to go and ask a white person for money. Right. You know, I've always felt that feeling of, you know, hello, Mr. White Man, can you give me some money? So I can tell a story that exploits you and takes away from your privilege. And- <laughs> right. Well, when you put it that way, <laughs> yeah, that probably that probably wasn't the best pitch. Yeah, uh, but it is difficult over and over and over and over to watch movies like that, especially when we already know the history and then we live it. And then we watch it. And sometimes it's very difficult because it does seem very traumatizing over and over and over to see us almost win, but not almost win, but not. I think what, what is what is why it's difficult is because we don't have any power in this country. So in the absence of solutions, we watch it and we feel stuck. There are other cultures who have gone through traumas and they make sure their children know exactly what they went through. They show it to them over and over and over, make sure they don't forget and convince right, them right. if they're not careful what can happen again. Right. But we 
in a country where we're not empowered. Mm. You know, and we're relying on the very people that terrorized us to liberate us, to feed us, to educate our children, to keep us safe. And we wonder why time and time again, we find ourselves in situations where we're broken and we're traumatized and we're looking around like, what do we do next? You know, so I, I understand, you know, as someone who is trying to create counter-programming to what we're going through by showing our, uh, our victories within the context of our defeats, because it's important. We, can't, we, we cannot put ourselves in a position where we forget the systematic thing that has happened to us, right? Because mm-hmm. right, right, right. Or we just can't catch up, can't get right. Right, eight, right, right, right. Or something that's happened systemically. Right. So we have to be clear and saying this is the systemic thing that has happened. You know who does that? Everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's right. I, yeah. I was having that argument, that very argument yesterday, because almost everything, when people say, why don't you pull yourself by booster, or your bootstraps, for every time black people have accrued any, uh, started any forward motion, there was something systemically that took it, whether it was the highway acts or manifest destiny. Here in California, uh, in Los Angeles, there was a, a, a black family that owned beachfront property, and they took it from them, mm-hmm. just because they could. And so mm-hmm. these kinds of things replicate themselves over and over again. And to your point, either we are incredibly morally flawed human beings as black people, or there has been something that put us in a position where we're always in this milieu. There's some, either, either it's in us or, or the system. And if we can't agree on that, then there's nowhere to go. If, we're, if, we, if, if, if zero to one, we're trying to convince people that something systemic has happened to us that has created this circumstance where... It's like playing the lottery to be successful in this country if you're a black person. Right. If we have to convince people of that, then we're at zero. Th- those people need to move out of the way. We're so far past that. It's, so, it's interesting because everybody always uses the crab in a bucket analogy. But any, anything you put in a foreign environment that lack resources would act the same way. Where the crabs aren't don't belong in a bucket any more than black people belong in the projects or in the situations we find ourselves in, but it is always incumbent like the whole term black on black uh, crime, which we have endorsed and given a full throated endorsement to, is 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 like it, it, it the the idea is that it's just about us and a moral feeling of us and all people kill what they're around all people do like right. when you look at the drug wars in Mexico and talk about how horrible it is. It's a lot of Mexicans killing Mexicans, or in, yeah. when you see any of these these uh, tribal wars, it's, it's the same yeah. thing. Check this out: if you put a hundred foot fence around Beverly Hill, right, and you didn't put any bring any food in there, any resources, right, and you wait three weeks, guess what you're gonna see? Cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Four weeks. Guess what you're gonna see? Terrorism right. and white on white destruction. Right. You wait a year. Guess what you're gonna see? Everybody's gonna be dead except for the people that did what they had to do to survive. The only difference is we're in that situation. We did not put ourselves in the situation. It was done to us, and we are being literally chastised, and we're literally being uh, 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 um, told that we're wrong for, a, for for trying to survive under parameters that we did not design for ourselves, I, that we've been dealing with for generations. But you're doing this through art. You're, you're telling a story, these iterations, through art, and it's very interesting because there are a lot of birth of a nation and uh, American skin that have similarities to me, even to the uh, the Chauvin trial, which we just watched, mm. uh, and and both of them, all of those p- elements from from the uh, birth of a nation to the American skin to the Chauvin trial, they forward the notion that black people, there's no way that we're innocent in any way that we should all be killed, and whatever happens to us, we bond on ourselves. Right. Whatever happens to us, uh, it couldn't have been like like. 
it, it wasn't his knee on his neck. It was uh, carbon, carbon monoxide. monoxide. It was it was uh, he had a bad heart. It was he did did drugs. And and half of the country believes that. Even in American Skin, which we're going to talk about later, which I thought was a brilliant film. Um, um, what, what were you doing here? Um, I think that we just have to accept the fact that this country, by and large, doesn't feel sorry for two things: young black men or great white sharks. <laughs> they don't feel for either. They, they're like uh, either. <laughs> At least they get short weeks. They, they get the short week, but they just have n- little sympathy uh, for for black people because they always there's always this notion that we have played a part in what it, whatever uh, uh, has happened to us. But isn't it sad that we have to depend on the empathy of our oppressor to have progress? It is that our progress is rooted in our hope that they are empathetic and compassionate. Isn't that backwards? That, it is. You, when so you, when we think about the trial, we think about it's not our game. It's you know what it's like. It's like if I invite you over to my house for game night, you walk in expecting to see I don't know live Monopoly, and I have cut out a cardboard, a new game that I've invented, and I tell you, hey, here are the rules. All right, we're gonna skip you three times, and then you get to go. All right, if you go and the number is something we don't like, we get to vote on you having another number. And you're like, man, if I could just get good at this game, if I can just get them to see that what they're doing is wrong. Like, we have to, you know, I'm a firm believer in this. We have to think less about how white people see us and more about how we've been conditioned to see ourselves. Exactly. Mm. You got to step out of their feet. You got to step off the board and stop begging them to see what is so obvious. Because, look, there's no amount of signs that's going to stop them from killing us. And I don't mean just killing us in law enforcement. I mean killing us in education. I mean killing us in real estate. I mean, killing us in community. I mean, killing us in healthcare. I mean, killing us in finance. I mean, killing us in the prison industrial complex. Like, these are our realities. Because guess what? If a real estate person could carry a gun and they were showing houses in the black community and we were going in to see them houses, you know what we start seeing in the news? Right. Well, another real estate person has killed a black person. Right, 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 right. You know, we just focused on this one thing because it, it, is, it is so overt and topical and our children are dying. But it is a part, again, of a system that is doing what it's designed to do. So knowing that we're in the United States of America and nothing is designed to change quickly, what do we do? Do we keep begging and pass this down three or four generations? Or do we rethink the way that we see ourselves, see our capacity, see our contribution? Um, you know, in a, in a year where we're in the 100-year anniversary of Tulsa, Black Wall Street, no one's talking about it. Right. But, but, the- but what does that look like when you say because we we've we've heard so many things that people say we should do. I think we were talking to someone who said that we should all move to a certain part of the country all together. And that's how we will be able to pull our power together to make a change politically. What does that look like when you say see ourselves differently and move in a different way? What does that look like? I'll say this. Um, and, and I and I will preface it by saying, God knows, I don't want to offend anyone. Uh, and I don't want to be hit in the head. But think of it like this. We're the only people that did not come here as immigrants. So we're the only people that don't have a mindset to come to America and exploit the American dream. We are refugees. That's why when people say, how come they get to do this? Like people have this argument. They go through and they come here and they, because there has never been a group of people where Mm -hmm. everything was set up for them to either lose Mm -hmm. or if you start to win, I'll change the entire parameter of the game. Or just b- burn everything up. Yep. It's it, but that but that's what we're dealing with. I think that that is where we start. 
right? The reality is, is our circumstance is different than any other people that have existed in the history of the world. We are we're a race from our roots. We hear people literally say, man, I ain't going to Africa. I don't know nobody, nobody over there. The tragedy in that statement, how will we survive another 50 years being a tree with no roots? That's my question. Like, like if we're still dealing with the things that <laughs> Carter G. Woodson and Booker T. Washington, Paul Robes and Audre Lorde and Rosa Parks, if we're still dealing with the, not even kind of, but the exact same issues, what makes us think in 50 years things will be different? I, the answer yeah. is they won't be different. We just won't be here. Yeah. I think you, you, you raise, to me, there has always been, and, and maybe it's one of the reasons why your work resonates with me, um, there's always been a sense of righteous indignation, like earned indignation. That, like, even when watching Birth of a Nation, um, Nat Turner was forced to do it. He believed in God. He believed in a system. He believed that he was doing what he could for his people. And then all of a sudden, since that, that societal uh, parameter told him that that was impossible. There was a lie. Uh, that, that, that everything he believed, so he believed another thing. I think when I was watching American Skin, which I think, uh, again, is a brilliant film, um, but set that up for, for me a little bit before we talk about it, because we, we're not uh, allowed to play clips here because we can't pay for it. But. <laughs> we got to afford it. <laughs> but but, but uh, the premise of American Skin is, is what? It, it, it follows a, a man who is a, a veteran, a black man, whom after losing his son to police violence, decides to take a different route toward justice, one that, one that he hopes will not only vindicate uh, the death of his son, but paint to America a clear picture about his circumstance and our circumstance as black people in America. And and he ends up, I, I don't want to ruin it for you, right. but he, he, him yeah, and I, Nat I, Turner I, have a, share the same. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll sum it up. Him, Nat Turner, and Huey Newton. Yeah, you know, right, you right. Said, he said the revolutionary must first realize he's doomed. Yep. Yeah. That is the line. If you talk about what keeps them together, it's we don't. Look, they didn't go into the situation thinking, well, if if these people who are hurting us really come to their senses before the end of this situation, right. we'll be okay. They went in understanding. Well, I know this is not going to end well, but that's okay because I'm putting the future in front of me. I'm trying to break down a barrier that I'll pay for with my life. Right. And mm -hmm. I think sacrifice that is different from those who have come before us and those who are walking around now, we just got too much stuff. People people don't want to give nothing up. Right. People, wanna, yeah. people ain't ready to die. Right. You know? I'm not either, but I'm just, I love that. I love the movie. I'm going to watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I got some shit to do. Listen, Nate, we're going to start talking this kind of shit. <laughs> you know what was, what was hilarious? I really, uh, I was watching and you were talking about, you know, uh, the, 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 the film and how you hoped it would, the, both sides would develop empathy, which is a weird thing to me because how does the side that is getting killed have to do it? How do you develop empathy for the people who are doing it and thinking that, that they are not doing anything wrong? Only one way, and that is understanding that it is, it is more systemic than the person that is programmed to do the thing that they're programmed to do. That, to me, is the, is the secret sauce. I don't think sending one person to prison and us cheering and crying and right. being so happy. It's going to change anything. Right. I think that we say, okay, you know, I, I, my, my degree was in uh, management science and information systems. So I was a computer a programmer in school, right? I had a professor tell me once, he said, a program is not going to do anything that you don't program it to do. You can be mad at the program. You can punch the keyboard. You can scream at me. But whatever you programmed it to do is what it's going to do. If you want to fix it, you have to fix the line of code. 
And I think sometimes we're banging the computer for doing the wrong thing. We're throwing it against the wall, cursing whatever operating system, not recognizing that there's a problem in the code. Right. There's a problem in the code. With but these how is there a problem in the code when some people think that it's functioning just like it should? Like, we live like in a country right now where yeah. we saw uh, uh, either, depending on what side of the moral line you're on, either you saw an insurrection or patriots who were misled or patriots who are doing the right thing and we are misled. So it depends. So we have killed truth and, and, and objectivity to the extent that you can only have, um, that we look at exactly the same things and it has a different meaning to uh, predicate on what you want to believe. But you're assuming that there's equity. Like we're not both standing on either sides looking in the middle like, hmm, it ain't our game. We don't have any rights. For people to say, if they were black people, you know what? If they were black people, they never would have tried that shit. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> hey, man, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get a couple guns. Nigga, you got your goddamn mind. Nope. <laughs> right, right, right. Mm -mm. What? Right, Let's right. Signs and just walk around in a circle with these signs. I'm not going out there. Right. You get Carter G. Woodson has this great quote, right? He said, when you control a person's thinking, you don't have to worry about their actions. You don't have to tell them to go to the back door. They'll go to the back door on their own. And if there is no back door, they will cut one out for their pleasure. That is the United States of America. We have been conditioned to think a certain way, to act a certain way, to go to the back door when we need to and not trip on the fact that we go into the back door. Why? Because it's clear the rules in this country. Either but as a filmmaker, you ultimately want to make successful films, want to make films that um, audiences... So, so. And I think the only time, and I say this all the time, the only time they listen to black people is when we're singing, dancing, running, or jumping. That's it. We can't. We can't. So is your hope through an art prism, to, 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 to that vantage point, show them a, a, a nuanced uh, uh, presentation that they're not quite know, sure what they're watching, or is it to just uh, make films you like? My, my, my responsibility first is to people who look like me. And I say that without shame, without embarrassment, you know, straight no chase. Because we are, we are the ones that need the counter-programming that, you know, the United States of America has been so clear and bullish on imposing upon us since we were brought here. So for me, it's like, how do we see ourselves differently? And media, you know, we, we know media has been used to exterminate people, you know, and I'm using media as a form of propaganda to kind of reintroduce us to a way of thinking that, you know, can give us a collective we. You know, we're, we're, we're how many years from not being able to close the door without a white person being in the room? You know, it's like if, if, if we're not recognizing the fact that there is programming happening every day that, that is designed to make us, our children, our children's children feel less than, then, then, then we're, we're misguided, you know? And, 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 I think that, and I think that's the thing to recognize, you know? Like, we're, we're, it's not fair. We're not playing in a fair uh, system. So trying to get the system to recognize its flaws when, like you both said, it's designed to do, th it's doing the thing it was designed to do. That's shame on us. That's not shame on them. I I think so then how right. do we, how do we become reprogrammed, right? You talked about if you bang on the computer, unless you put, put the proper information in to reprogram the system, how do we do that? Because a lot of us it. don't know. A lot of us don't know that we need to be reprogrammed and rebooted. We don't know. Right. Well, that's what we're doing. I think the power, so think of it like this. I'll go back to what I said in the beginning. Being black in America and being expected to succeed, it's like getting in the line and buying a lottery ticket 
and holding on to that lottery ticket for dear life, thinking this is my shot. When you realize you don't win, you crumple it up and go on and throw it on the ground. That is the prison justice complex. That is the, mm. the school to prison pipeline. It's all, it's all connected. So what we have to do is step away from that lottery game, recognize that we might have to tighten our belts a bit, but tune in to, to, to shows like this and recognize where they are allowing us to succeed, that there are opportunities to reprogram. This is what this is the most unique show in the airwaves. And yeah. I would imagine that UDL said, you know what? Fuck this. excuse my language. F this. I'm doing it. I don't care what it takes. But it's like you were I, in the meeting. I, you must have yeah. been my agent. And I, and, <laughs> you and, must have been my agent yeah. because that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Right. Backlash. I don't care. Because if not, we're just, it's almost like, you know, solution competition. We sit around in our coffee shops, you know, bougie and privileged, because I am, to be honest, we're not, you know, a lot of the people that look like us. We're doing a lot better. Right. But we sit around and say, you know what it is? Is this, 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 this. Yeah. And then we go and we watch the game. Right. And they turn mm -hmm. off the playoffs and the flame goes out. Right. We got to figure out how to gain a collective we or we're doomed. Yeah. I, what I'm saying is I'm going to use my media Everything I do, my next film is about is, is about the prison system, solitary confinement. We're getting crushed on every single side. Like I said, this isn't just a police thing. This is a get the fuck out of here. We're going to wipe you from the face of the earth thing. It you is. That's true. You know, it's interesting. It's a Flint thing. It's a, it's all over. I, I, I I'm writing. My my books have all had that kind of perspective. I'm, I'm writing one uh, called How to Survive America. And it talks about. You know, from the Spanish flu is really no different in how it affected black people than, than this current phenomenon right now. But now hearing you, like I remember specifically watching Birth of a Nation, and I was already excited about it, and how it had a certain trajectory. And then those allegations came up against you. And seeing now, you, now you were a black man who was uh, tried by a jury of your peers, found to be innocent. But when they didn't like the answer, they went back and said, you know what? This caused this, and we're going to do this. See, I, I, I have this idea that they never kill or try black men once. <laughs> they, if, you, if they kill you, they, they, they just kill you, your idea, who you were, your, your notion of civility and humanity. They have to do all of that to kind of reaffirm who they are. And I can see now, like hearing you, I go, wow, if yeah. these motherfuckers heard you say that, yeah. no wonder they're going to yeah. do that shit to you. And also the reason why they wanted to divide us, because right. that's exactly right. what right. happened right. during right. that time. Right. We weren't talking about the film. We were talking about, right. we, we took right. our eyes off the prize. You know what? I think the, I think the toughest thing about, um, you know, be, be, being an artist that, that think he's called to do something, um, and then dealing with, you know, that, you know, that, that very specific situation. And I, and, and I, and I'll keep it real. You know, I didn't, I didn't respond the way I, I, I should have. I didn't recognize that so many people were kind of were triggered by the fact that I was so indignant and I, and, and I wasn't recognized that other people had going through this thing. And I made a lot of mistakes in the way that I, that I responded and I approached it, but you know, and, and I apologize to those people, who, who, whoever, you know, the people that I offended, um, I, all I want to do. And, and, and it's interesting because you can't, make content for people who you can't reach because you've done something to upset them or to hurt them. And, and, and then during that time, I was like, man, like all I want to do is see us win. All I want to do is push us forward. And, and now I'm in this situation, you know? So it was, it's, you know, like I said, that was a, a moment in my life where I didn't, I used judgment in the way I, I, I approached things and, 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 and answered things and handled myself and, you know, but so you had a moment where you were human. And I think that that's, we don't get 
the the latitude of humanity. Now, obviously, we all have uh, things we have done in our life. The, the, the big story, you, you, you actually didn't commit a crime. You didn't do. Now, maybe the empathy quotient, what is how it could have been, but ultimately, in in this situation, in our, and in, in almost invariably what seems to happen to us is that we are never just, it's never just a thing. It's never just either yes or no. It is but, 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 but. Because you can't have just done this. What about what it did here? What about that? And we're the only people who have to, A, have our stories in the middle, but have, start in the middle, but have to have all the answers. Have to have all the answers. You're an artist. You do your thing. And I think that one of the things that's very important, at least one of the reasons I was excited to have you here, is because I know what it's like to want to talk to people that aren't even there. To want to mm. say to the people, the thing, and people have to be in tune, or or even uh, they have to have their appetite wet for hearing things. Right now, a premise for us that's accepted is he did it. How come he couldn't do it? Like in other words, we're always judged by the exception and never the rule, right. and they get to be judged <laughs> by the rule and not the exception. But but it's their game. I think that we have to just recognize when it comes to like liberation, like for real, for real. When it comes to us saying how we're going to deal with police brutality or or education system. I mean, how tragic is it that, you know, there, there, you got Chinatown, you got Koreatown, you got Little Ethiopia, you got all these different places where they've been able to uplift their communities, write things in their language on the walls. And you know how you know you're in the ghetto? Because you see trash on the street. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's Blacktown. Blacktown is the place where the poor people live. You know, I go to church in Inglewood and I drive that, that Sunday and it's the saddest part of my week and I feel useless. I feel helpless because I feel like, man, like, I can't be okay with this. I'm, I'm literally driving through this to go and worship, you know, and, and to ask God for, for, for provision and, and sustainability and for liberation for our people. And then I go out that door and drive right back through, you know, have you even been, have you driven past uh, uh, Skid Row lately? Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't see other people. You don't see a whole, you see us. Yeah. How is it with seven percent of LA or like seven percent of LA and seventy percent of the homeless? Right. Like what the fuck is going on? Right. And 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 we've been conditioned to believe that we have to handle one bucket at a time. Right now yeah. is the police bucket. And, and the only way we're gonna be able to do it if we change this person out and guys, we're in a crisis. The type of crisis that I truly believe. I read an article ten years ago. It said if the next fifty years is like the last fifty years. We will not exist in this country outside sports entertainment, the prison industrial complex, and those who are assimilated. Right. Which is why when kids, what do they tell us? Yo, you both know. What do they tell us when you're kids, when you show promise? They say, you can make it out of here. Yep. You yep. can be one. A teacher, look me, and, you, and, and the teachers don't look like us. You nope. can get right. out of here around these little niggas. That's basically what they're saying. Right. So now my only goal in life, not to mention I'm watching cartoons as a kid, and the commercials I'm seeing is Sally Struthers, yeah, Portland, so true. With the damn kids with their flies walking on their eyes. So what are the things that I believe when I'm a kid? The first thing I believe is shit. I ain't African. If African is these little skinny, whatever, flies walking on their eyes, I am not that. Boom. Culture gone. The next thing, man, if I can get from around these other niggas, I might have a chance. Next thing, I got to run real fast and jump real high or else. It's the fucking lottery. Yeah. We are playing the numbers by being born black. And mm. if we don't find a way to change that, let me tell you a secret. And everybody who's listening, they ain't going to change it. No one's coming to save us. We spend so much strategy around. We could just get them to see. They don't fucking want to see. Mm. Yeah. And I hate, I hate to jump out the window and, you know, or be angry. 
But if we're not being triggered as black people every single day when we are eyes open, something's wrong. Something's wrong. At the man, I couldn't have. I, I tell you what. Mm. I, of course, I'm going to steal everything you just said, but that's not the point. <laughs> what we have to do is, is focus on the message, Nathan. Daniel, we have to focus on the message. <laughs> I think you're just, you know what I think? I, I, I see why uh, the, the the industry was uh, was frightened of you. I can see because it takes more than an artistic viewpoint. But, but the I remember that the people who are inspired to be more than they currently are see things that we wish we could or should. And I see that in you, man. You're, you're a dope artist and an even more dope black man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad Absolutely. to have you on, man. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank Don't you. forget American Skin is available on all major streaming platforms. Check it out. And forget he said that and attribute it all to me. <laughs> all of that shit he said. <laughs> 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 Thank you, man.